This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Wednesday podcast. Who's your nation? How you doing out there? Oh, hi, Jerry. You that's, nailed the day this time. That's Al Dukes. Wednesday. I actually had to think about it. I feel like today's Tuesday because oh. we weren't here Monday. Right. We were on location. At the same time, I feel like tomorrow should be Friday. Yeah. We always think Thursday should be I do. Friday. I do. That I'm very happens. confused. That happens with people, Jerry. And you've thrown me off this week because you have not been around. Right. So it's been weird. I've been uh, driving uh, separately right. instead of carpooling. Which, in a way, I don't mind because I get up almost a half hour later. Yes, I, I wondered that. So I've been uh, I've been commuting from Spring Lake for a couple days, uh, which may as well be Florida. That's <laughs> it's not that how far. far away it feels. It's far. It's not that far. So when you and I don't drive in together, then you you're getting up later. I stay up later and watch more of the ball games until nine. 9.15, and I get up about 3.10. So when you get the 6 o'clock text message from me, the 6 p.m. one, where I go, uh, Jerry, uh, driving separate tomorrow, I'll be in Spring Lake. Are you like, yes? No. I say, all right, that's cool. And then, yes. I, and then I realize, no, I can stay up a little later, and I'm going to get up a little later in the morning. We did talk a little bit today during the show. Uh, a Geo related a story about how Joe Beningo, uh, when they stayed at a hotel together on location, that uh, Joe does not set an alarm. Right. That he can tell his brain what time to wake up, and he will wake up. And then you related that even uh, the the hours that we keep, like my alarm goes off at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Almost every day, I am up about 10 minutes before so that. So am I. Yeah. I and got I, up this morning, I got up at 2.55, and I was angry with myself because I had the alarm set for 3.10. Now, do you keep a, other than your phone, do you keep an alarm clock near you so that when you wake I up do. in the middle of the night, can you just look over and see what time it yes. is? Yes, and I set, the alar- I set the alarm on that as well. Okay. So I set, when I drive with you, mm-hmm. I get up at 2.30. I set my phone alarm for 2.30, my second phone alarm for 2.40, and I set my regular alarm for 2.50. Just in case. Because I figure if the phone dies, you never know. You never know. If something happens and the phone dies, I got the alarm clock there barring a power outage. Right. I mean, that would really be a colossal fail if all of them dropped dead. And I figure even if I got up at 250, I could at least call you and be like, I'll be there at 310. And jump in and out of the shower and I'll be over soon. Now, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you roll over to look at the time, what time are you hoping it says? Midnight. Yeah, me too. That's it. Because that means two, two and a half to three hours left. Exactly. When I see midnight, that's what happened to me last night. I rolled over. I hit my uh, my phone to see the time, midnight. I was like, oh, man. 
And then the next time I got up, it was uh, 130. That sucks. And then 150. Right. Now it's like, you know what? Let's just get up at this yeah. point. Think about, by the way, think about what you just said. It's 150. 150. I'm getting up in 10 minutes. <laughs> On the weekends, I get to 150. I lay back down. It's like, oh, five hours left. Yeah. I could do whatever I want. <laughs> That's here. a normal night for us during the week, is five hours. Five hours, <laughs> it's yes. It's just awful. It's not great, Jerry. I'm st- and I am struggling with my energy level in the afternoon. You are like I am in a bad streak. I did a I went a long time there, where I was exercising a minimum three to four days a week, even if I didn't feel like doing it. I just did it anyway. I'm on a streak now of about six weeks. I haven't done a damn thing really. And even like yesterday, I started to, and my I was just tired. I'm like I'm not doing this. Like I was physically exhausted. And so I took a 30-minute nap, and then the kids were home. And then that was the end of that. I'm doing um, 300 push-ups every other day. That's great. That's my exercise routine. That is tremendous. And I breathe heavy when I do it. That's okay. You're doing a lot more than most. I do it in, in – I don't do 300 in a row. Right. You do 20, 30, 40 at a time, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I started doing is uh, I do 57, 53, 47, 43. 3733. You follow the pattern. I get it. 2723. Yeah. Until yeah. I get to uh, 300. Now, that was the thing I started with you, too. Yeah. And then we went to the stupid Super Bowl, and that just ended that. The push up challenge. I did it like a week. Yeah. I still I can't do 100 in a row, like which was the game plan. Right. I cannot do that. Jerry, you're a big fan of Guns N' Roses, are you? Big fan? No. A fan, though. Yeah, they're fine. You were a fan of theirs more when they uh, their records were big. And the, their first record, I think, uh, came out in 87, 86, Appetite for destruction. 87, 88, somewhere in there. Appetite. I uh, do have been at least then because that was our... Um, Actually, 87, yeah, Appetite for Destruction. When we came out as the freshman football team, we came out to that song. Welcome to the Jungle. And that was September of 88. Mm. So it was like already probably a year later. Yeah. So they're putting together a big box set. Guns N' Roses. Who's buying that? The big fans, Jerry. No, they're not. <clears throat> huge box set. online now? A huge box. Oh, but you, you get a box set with all sorts of things, Jerry. So they're including Appetite for Destruction and all the songs that they had recorded for that that they didn't put on the album. It was quite extensive. Yes. Where are you playing it? Well, I don't own a CD player anymore. You don't. I, I don't either. So what do we do with this wonderful box set? Look well, at it. My car still has a CD player. I guess. All right, that's fair. They also had an album, Jerry, that came out the next year called GNR Lies. Do you recall that I one? I do. It, it had Patience on it. I do. Right? It had a couple of live tracks. I think I had that. You had that, right? I think so, yeah. I had that as well. Do you recall there was a song on there called One in a Million? No, I do not. I did not. I will say it was a catchy song, acoustic. Called One in a Million, but it had uh, a gay slur in it and also uh, said things about immigrants. Uh, on the reissue, that song is not included. And oh, okay. And it is stirring some controversy. People are angry about it? Why are we not including that? People were angry at its original release. Were they? Yeah. I don't remember that. Even though back then, we kind of let that stuff slide. They used uh, the N-word in it. They use a gay slur. Uh, they uh, I don't remember that. say not nice things about immigrants. So that is uh, being left off of this box set. Uh, and they're not really given an explanation as to why. Did that song get airplay? It did not get airplay. No, because I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I, 
Patience was a huge hit. Yeah. And people were so hungry back then for Guns N' Roses. They had an appetite for destruction, you would say. <laughs> I might say that. Because the one album was huge. Right. This album came out. It had like four or five live songs and four or five kind of acoustic songs. I Used to Love Her, that was on there. Mm-hmm. But I Had to Kill Her. Yep. Why was that not controversial? I agree. I, I was. It's funny you say that because I have the Amazon music situation because yeah. you roped me in the prime. And I finally also went and got the actual Amazon music too. Mm-hmm. Just gonna do more you pay for that, it. yes. And I was listening to that song probably about a week or two ago. And I'm listening to the lyrics like, what is this? Like, is this like every marriage in America? <laughs> I used to live, I want to kill her now. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's pretty crazy, actually. Well, before that song starts, he even says on the track, uh, t- I believe he says, take it for what it's worth. Like, it's just a, a goof song. I get it, but the lyrics are crazy. Yes. Like, there, I, So the song, I had said uh, Blink-182, This I was wrong about that. The song I was talking about, where do you remember lyrics? Did you think about them as a kid? Like, I was listening to Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. That was yes. the song. The first verse is about a blowjob. And it's really about a girl on meth, I believe. Yes. Crystal meth. But that's all part of it. And that's like such a feel-good summer song to me. When I hear that song, I think, oh, it's the summer. And it's not. Yeah. Moses, it's really amazing how many songs, if you read the lyrics, are depressing as hell. Yes. Crazy. Now, Semi-Charmed Life is an interesting song, Jerry, because the radio version didn't was missing a verse. Yes, correct. It's a very a catchy shorter, verse. Very catchy shorter. verse. Yep. Uh, because it had to deal with a girl uh, coming down, uh, crashing from being on crystal meth, I believe. Right. Let me just, uh, just so you guys, so you don't think I'm making All this right, stuff. All right, Jerry, you read me the lyrics. The one, two, three, four, five, the sixth and seventh line, mm-hmm. she's got her motivation, she comes around, and she goes down on me. Right. Now, what does that mean exactly? I mean, really. I mean, that's like... I honestly never, and I we probably sang it. Oh, yeah. I it's, never really thought of it, though. It's great when you catch, like, your kids or young nieces and nephews singing songs. You're like, what is this? Well, lyrics? that's, and that was why I said it earlier. Yeah. Like, I know I didn't pay attention to lyrics. You just sang them. You didn't really think about them too much. Now, as you're older, you kind of listen to them, and you're like, what? What What are we talking about here? Well, there's that also the very popular song from Maroon 5. Which uh, one's that? <clears throat> damn, let me think of this song. Um Sugar? No, no. It was from their... Animal. Uh, no, it was from their uh, early record. Oh, come on, Jerry. I mean, I'll give you a song. Will you know it if I give you the songs? Yeah, 100%. Moves Like Jagger. No. Animals. No. She Will Be Loved. No. One More Night. No. Don't Want to Know. Boy, these guys had a ton of hits. No. Wait. No. What Lovers Do. No. Payphone. No. This Love. This Love. All right. Bring up those lyrics, Jerry. Do I know this song? Yeah. This love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye. Oh, I know that song. Too sure. many times before. Yeah. So what are we looking for here? Uh, keep her coming every night. That's a wow. Lyric. I tried to. Yeah, I tried my best to feed her appetite. Keep me up. Yeah. So hard to keep her satisfied. Yes. Unbelievable. I say we write to the FCC about all these songs that are on my That's radio. That's Maroon 5. You yeah. would never think that. Right. Wow. Who do I write a letter to? Damn. The chairman? <laughs> the FCC chairman? 
It is really something. All right, Jerry, so I'm going to get you that uh, Guns N' Roses box set for the holidays. Don't waste your time. Although, I'm not sure. did you want that on cassette? Because I sell I that on eBay once I get it? Uh, maybe. It looked very extensive. I'm sure it is. I just, there's no way for me to, I'm just not going to do it. All right. Jerry, I have a, a frightening story for about a teacher in Miamisburg, Ohio. Miami. See, that would suck. That would be like my life. Where do you live? Miamisburg. Yeah. I want to live in Miami. I end up, or I'd end up in uh, Miami of Ohio. Right. right. Not quite Miami of Florida. Jessica, well, I won't give her name, just although she is uh, arrested. A, a teacher named Jessica, who teaches at the middle school. Keep that in mind, Jerry, for the age of the children. Okay. She teaches at a middle school in Miamisburg, Ohio. She allegedly showed students a photo of her pleasuring her husband. My God, she faces 15 years in jail? Yes. Oh, my God. She showed the students a photo of her pleasuring her husband to create, quote, a more casual atmosphere in the classroom. Students described uh, feeling awkward and said that uh, they felt weird upon seeing it. She, she's also accused of giving her pupils presents, including gift cards, shoes, and an iPhone. She's 32 and is now uh, convicted of a sexual encounter with a 14-year-old student. Yeah, that's the that's the where the... Wow. Three counts of sexual battery and three counts of unlawful sexual conduct. You know what's funny is the news story here... Yeah. Doesn't say anything about the first part. All right. Maybe that's a new allegation. She's also accused of having daily closed-door lunches with two other boys. I don't understand people. I do not understand people. How about this one? So she's on bail waiting sentencing on a sexual battery and unlawful conduct with a minor. Her husband, Matthew, is standing by her. Huh? Wow. If I were Matthew, I'd be like, out the door. That is brutal. I'm out the dope. That would be me. That is a weird uh, thing with uh, these teachers. To have it happens quite often. It happens more than it ever should. Yeah, bar like st- never. Barstool always has. Um, they'll always do these stories. Wow. And uh, very strange that this is a phenom with the uh, younger female teachers. This is unbelievable. Sure is, Jerry. I bring you the unbelievable stories here on the post game podcast. Wow. That is awful, dude. I'm getting I'm just trying to it's just funny, none of the none of what you were talking about was in the story in terms of showing the the relations with her husband. Right. The stories are all about having sex with an eighth grader. How's the husband standing by her? I don't know. Cause he's an idiot. He must be a weirdo himself. Boy. Your life is over. I, I, it is all over. I always wonder like, how people, how do you even sleep? How do you bounce back from that one you're saying, No, Jerry? I wasn't even going there. Oh. I'm wondering how you get through a day without just feeling just incredible shame. Like, you can't go anywhere. I mean, doing that, and you know, well, never mind. Very shameful. How do you even sleep at night? And then you probably, when you do fall asleep, you wake up, please tell me that was a dream. Oh, right. no, my life sucks. Like I'm going. Could you imagine going to jail for that? Oh, for anything, but. And then even when you, well, and I hopefully she can't teach again. Even if she gets out of jail in 15 years. In 15 she years, like if she gets any job, right? That's bad. Bad scene, Jerry. Yeah, very bad scene.
All right, let me go uh, give you another story here. Research, researchers, Jerry. University of Michigan, that's a real college, so this is a real survey. Beautiful college. They surveyed 1,000 adults between the ages of 65 and 80. Okay. What percentage of those adults, 65 to 80, uh, responded that they currently have sex? We've done this before. We have. We have. Are you saying? And I would say in 2018, I'm going to say 50%. 40%. That's all? Mm Mm-hmm. People on the younger end of the spectrum were more likely. 46% of those ages 65 to 70 reported having sex compared to only 25% of 76 to 80-year-olds. By the way, that's way higher than I would have guessed. I think 76 to 80, I think you're just hoping everything still works. Yes. I'm not saying you can't. I just recently saw this week uh, Jane Fonda. Could you Google how old she is, Jerry? Just she's Google. She's got to be 75. Oh, no, I think she? she's over 80. Really? I believe so. Google Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda is that pig. She is, let's see here. She was born in 1937. Okay, 37, 47. She's 80. She's 80. She just recently came out this week and said uh, she is closed for business down there. Yeah, I see that. Is that what it says? The headlines closed for business. Closed up shop down there. Closed up shop down there. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, that's fine. that's too old. I mean, really? Yes. Eighty years old. I, I, yeah. I mean, okay. I don't I know. When we're eighty, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really want to think of that. You don't want to think about being eighty? <laughs> no. Closing up shop down there. I don't. I don't uh, think sorry. guys. First of all, I don't think guys ever close up shop down there. First of all, sorry, folks, the park's closed. The park's closed. <laughs> That's from a Chevy Chase film. There's Vacation. An, by the way, there's another moment in your life that is just now not comparable to the last one we were talking about. But like that moment, you realize like that's never going to happen again. Right. That's done. That's sad. Or the moment you realize anything like you want to do. Right. It was never going to happen again. Like that moment when you realize you'll never be a professional quarterback in the NFL. Like when that hit me at some point. When you were six? Well, I was a little older, and I realized (laughs) probably it was past my prime of getting into college and starting quarterback there. When you hit, like, 25, you realized it was Yeah. I probably am not going to become a professional football player in the NFL. This has been a depressing podcast. Oh, I don't know how I can uh, make it better for you. Better stories? Oh, I'm not depressing More stories. More positive stories? I did give you those sexy lyrics. <laughs> you did. Those were enlightening. From music. I've been enlightened this week. All right. Some lyrics. I heard some uh, sexual terms on the Howard Stern show the other day. Yes. So it's although you've brought that up before, I believe. But still, enlightened a little bit. What did I bring up before? Scissoring. Oh, scissoring. As a... Sexual position. Correct. Amongst two women. Right. Correct. (laughs) I still find it funny. (laughs) The term itself? Yes. There was a a band a couple years ago that actually had a radio hit. I forget what their song was, but the band is called uh, Scissor Sisters. (laughs) Come on. I'm going to bring this up. Now I'm going to Google, Jerry. You're not the only one who Googles over there. Well, you're the one that tells people to Google things. Scissor Sisters. Let's see what song they had. The Scissor Sisters. 
<laughs> well, you know the song when you see the title. I, I'm hoping I do because I I remember I liked the, the song and I before I knew what that the 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 words what the term was. Okay. Uh, they had a song in 2004. <laughs> Boy, 2004 was a good year. Yeah, I, I, I'm not recognizing the Scissor Sister songs, <laughs> fortunately. All right, Jerry, the warm-up show. All right, hey, have a great day. That is next. So. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, well, it's a Wednesday morning, and this portion is sponsored by Indeed, and the freight train keeps rolling, rolling, rolling. I'll say this, Al Dukes. First, good morning. How are you, sir? Oh, hi there. Good morning. I put the over-under at Yankee wins at 115. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what they're on pace for right now? 120. 115. Oh. They're 25 and 10. They're on pace to go 115 and 47. You pretty much nailed it, Jerry. Well, they haven't done it yet. Oh, they've got the rest of the year. Can you even envision them losing at this point? No. I cannot envision them losing games. It is remarkable. Yes. Uh, I watched that game yesterday. I watched uh, uh, the Mets a little. But, Why? There were no fans. Uh, that's true. I only went to the Mets during commercial breaks. Aha. And I'm a Met fan. Not but really. I like the electricity of what was going on at Yankee Stadium. You're there an were event people fan. there. I'm an event fan. Yes, You're you right, are. Jerry. That is correct. Embrace that. I'm an event fan. Yes. I click over there during one of the commercial breaks, very early on, Vargas. He sucks. Vargas. Oh three home runs, or three runs immediately. Like, come on, bro. It was 2 nothing before you sat down, then in the third inning, two more runs. It's four. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Just put him in the bullpen. Lefty specialist, get one guy out when we need you to, and, and that's it. And two or three years ago, Jerry, if I had told you the Mets would trade Matt Harvey for a guy named, let me get his name Devin Mesoraco. Yeah. I like it. And we like Devin Mesoraca. We, we do. You like him. Here's what I don't understand. I get, I mean, I'm sure there are reasons for it. But if you're the Reds, and I know they got Tucker Barnhart, that's fine. You give up Mesoraco for Matt Harvey. Yes. Do they really have any expectation that Matt Harvey is going to stay in Cincinnati? No, they do not. I don't know. Like, of all the teams, and I mentioned the Reds yesterday, teams that were interested no way did I ever think the Reds would actually trade for Matt Harvey. Why? Yeah, that and they're nine and twenty-seven. And I know like callers to FAN who have been saying like, "Oh, Matt Harvey needs to go to a pitcher's ballpark." Wrong one. This ain't it. <laughs> it right? might be the worst one yeah. in the league. There or Baltimore. Terrible. <laughs> Just so awful. that's where he is, Jerry. Oh my God! And he and he will not. I guess my son was even asking me last night. You think we'll see him today? We will not. He's going to join the Reds tomorrow. They said in Los Angeles. Correct. They're going to try to fool him to think we've. But you've been <laughs> traded to Los Angeles. That's right. Go to L.A. Where the oh, no, night no, Don't put that uniform on this one. Yeah. Good and luck. everyone's like, Oh my gosh, what's the nightlife? Every city has nightlife. Yeah, of course. Some better than others. I'm but sure you can find trouble anywhere. Boomer can hook him up with some recommendations for Cincinnati of things that were popular in the late '80s. That is ironic, isn't it? That Boomer was his big defender yesterday, yeah. and he ends up in Cincinnati in the natty. That's weird. Yeah, he's going to look very strange. He's going to be one of those guys that looks strange in a different uniform. Yeah, I suppose. Although the Reds uh, logo guy very similar to Mister Met. I don't know who ripped who off. Well, probably the Reds because the Reds. The Mets probably ripped the Reds off, 
Because the Reds were around, like when, I don't know. What do you mean, the logo guy? The, the The Reds have a Mr. Met looking type of guy with a mustache. A mascot, you mean? Yeah, mascot. Why'd you call him a logo guy? Logo. What does he's that like, mean? He's their logo guy. He's, he's on the logo. Yeah, but you don't see him running around like Mr. Met. He's just oh, I on they the did. uniform. Okay, got it. But he has like a handlebar mustache from like Raleigh Fingers. Yeah, like the weightlifters from the 1920s or the right. boxers who would want to fight you like this. And I only know that because Keith Hernandez the other night was going like, well, the Reds have been around since, uh, you know, 1692. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was all those guys with those mustaches. Right. And then I'm sure the Mets just ripped off. They just took Mr. Met, shaved the mustache off him and be like, oh, this is not the Reds guy. This is what you were thinking last night. <laughs> yeah. Well, Big baseball. Met fan. Big while Met fan. baseball was going on. Then I saw David Fisdale, the new Knicks coach. Well, hold Jerry. on. Before that, yes. just one more quick one on that game. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Hansel Robles. He stinks. Can we stop with Hansel Robles? Did you see the home run? I did. On two consecutive yeah. pitches, base hit to left, home run to right, good night. Uh, what a combo. Oh, Vargas Almighty. and Robles. I mean, they terrible. Just terrible. Terrible. Can you bring somebody else? Uh, let Oswalt pitch now that they brought him back up. All right, Oswalt. David, David Fisdale. David Fisdale uh, was announced yesterday with the Knicks, had a press conference. Uh, he threw out the first pitch at the Yankee game. He did. Which had me thinking, he did not look athletic. So I was like, well, Neither I know. Did Giannotti at batting practice He did not. <laughs> he looked like a little leaguer with that helmet on. But I thought, I was like, David Fisdale, this is going to be another one of these guys. I didn't know anything about his career. Other, I mean, knew, I knew where he coached. But as soon as I saw him throw out that first pitch, I said, I know this guy did not play pro basketball. He just did not look like an athlete, Jerry. And I was correct. Well, I think he was a very, I don't know this. I think he was a very good college player. I don't know mm-hmm. if he ever played pro, but. He did not play pro. I, I Wikipedia'd he, him. He did tell some interesting stories uh, yesterday. And he was funny at some of the guys that were there. And then you kind of, I went back to look. Have you seen all the stuff with Marcus Saul that things went bad in Memphis? With I, I did see things went bad there. Did you read why? So I read this, they they put a, they dug up all this old stuff yesterday, which was great. Some of it was really cool. And so I read the whole thing on Gasol, which is actually pretty good. They got destroyed one night. So he goes into the locker room after the game, and he's going to every player. Do you think we have what it takes to be a championship team? Because if you don't, I don't want you in this locker room. And so he's going around. Everybody's like, yes, coach, yes, coach. He gets to Marc Gasol. No, we don't. Oh, we don't. Okay, well, then what's the problem? He goes, Gasol goes, we have bad leadership. And Gasol goes, yeah, you want you want Greg Popovich? I'd rather LeBron James than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. And then I'll play one because this All is right, funny. Jerry. So one of the guys, who knows if he'll be on the team next year, is Michael Beasley. He's on Beasley. the next, right? This is <laughs> this is Fisdale as the Grizzlies coach when asked to compare Russell Westbrook to Michael Beasley. I'll never forget the, the year they were drafted, uh, you know, to you know, not to not to call out bees, but one day we had to drag bees out of the bed in Vegas to get them to the gym to work out. And Russell Westbrook had already been in that same gym for two hours, full sweat, and he asked bees, "Where you been?" Hey, welcome to the Knicks. <laughs> He's been sleeping. <laughs> He's in Vegas asleep. I don't know. I found that very funny. And why does he have to travel to Latvia? To go meet with Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, why? Because that's where Porzingis is. Okay, see you when the season starts. When is that? He could do that. He absolutely could do that. I think this is more a matter of trying to get on the same page with him. You show him some member. We gotta, we gotta love the players, right? That's the new way of thinking. So I guess you show a lot of goodwill by hopping on a jet, go over there. Hey, my man, and Kristaps Porzingis. Right. 
Exactly. He doesn't have to do it at all. I was tell- talking to uh, Eddie and Bobby in the back office show prepping, and I said to them, uh, if Kristaps Porzingis was working out and living in Indiana, I'd be like, I'm not going to Indiana. <laughs> Latvia, forget it. Private jet will be just fine. Yeah, I get private jet, but still, like, I, I, to do what? You go there and go, have lunch. hi. No, I think you have lunch. You talk about the past, how things are going to be in the future. and I'm the coach. This is how things are going to go. He's literally going to fly to Latvia probably for a two-hour lunch. I could not even find that on the map. I could neither. Not even, I wouldn't even begin to know which continent. Could you find Germany on a map? Germany? I think I could. You could. Because I, I, I kind of Sweden. feel it. Uh, probably not Sweden. Italy looks like a boot. Could definitely well, find everybody, that. Everybody knows that. And I know Spain and Portugal are somewhere in that area as well. Russia. Russia, I could probably find. Really? Yeah. That'd be impressive. You know what I could definitely find? Didn't we do this? Africa. It's, I know what that looks like. South America, I could find large. Well, North America. to us. Right. That's South easy. South of us, though. Right. We know that. Hence the name, Jerry. That's right. The United South States of... is the best country in America. Right. You nailed it. Yes. I agree. Uh, then I see Kurt Warner is in the news. <laughs> kind of. He is uh, 40, 47 years old. Yeah. He says he had reached out to a coach, a current NFL coach, about coming back and playing quarterback this year. This is legit, year. too. I watched it. I went this back to Monday legit. night. This was the third inning of the Cardinals game Monday night. He threw out the first pitch, and then he was in the booth. And he legitimately thinks he could play. I think once you accept your Hall of Fame induction, which he has already, right. you can't come out of it. You're done. That's never happened. A Hall of Famer? Playing in the NFL, probably not. I wonder if it's happened in other sports, though. I'd have to check that. Probably baseball in the 1920s when the Reds had those mustaches. Didn't Gordy Howe? No, no, no. Didn't Gordy Howe go to the Hall of Fame and keep playing? That's possible, but that was like such a gimmick. How he was like, yeah, he was still playing when he was 60, wasn't he? At least a game or something like that. Yeah, I'm Gordy Howe, and you're you. (laughs) <laughs> this portion sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, and zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. We have a quick break. When we come back, Boomer and Geo at the top of the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scott's Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. A couple more minutes to the top. Uh, the dynamic duo really is Aaron Judge and Stanton last night. They beat the Red Sox 3-2. Judge the go-ahead hit. A couple of home runs for Stanton. The Yankees 16-1 in their last 17 games. Look out. Reds beat the Mets 7-2. Mets did trade Matt Harvey to Cincinnati. Uh, and just quickly, the Rockets and the Warriors won. They advanced to the Western Conference Finals. Jerry, there was a man named Dwayne Rick Trotter. He had it all, Jerry. He was the Memphis Grizzlies play-by-play man for 10 years. He Dick was, Trotter. He was or a... Dwayne uh, Trotter? What was his du- name? Dwayne Rick Trotter. Got it. He was a worship leader at his local church, Jerry. And then it all fell apart. He lost his play-by-play job. When? Like recently? Uh, well, he got caught in August, but now he's uh, been sentenced to jail time. For what? He was uh, taking upskirt videos at the church he worked at. And he used a church-issued cellular telephone. He downloaded it to his church-issued laptop. Yeah. When what a the, moron. Yeah. How do you... I'm sorry. How do you do the, such a thing? Educate me on this. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, he did it by... Uh, in the church service, there's a, a part of the uh, service where you kneel... And he uh, was behind them and took the photos. 
uh, if, if, if women were wearing skirts, I suppose. Oh, boy. Yeah. So is that job open? Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies? Yes. Well, I, could I know live in Memphis. I know he doesn't have it anymore, Jerry. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. He's going to jail. I mean, imagine that's a that's a fall from grace right there. Ouch. Upskirt videos. In I mean, church. In church. Awesome. What a, what a phony. Mean, what a piece of garbage. There you go, Jerry. That's what you say about people. This is a I, good example. Sadly, yes, I You've do. You said that. You said all people are garbage. That's not true. That is not true. Not all people. You didn't mean just everyone. most. Just this guy in particular. Just most people. Yes. So um, be very careful. People are garbage. That is a fact. Yeah, you did say it was a fact. Mm, I think he clipped out most. Most people are garbage. (laughs) So yeah, that job might be open, Jerry, if you want to segue from Rutgers play-by-play. Man. I could live in Memphis, I think. Just behave yourself. You just need to behave yourself when you have good jobs. Mike Francesa is back home on the fan. 